Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's AKA Radio Red. Radio Red in the house. Welcome. It's the first Monday in December. Woohoo. And I just finished the last of the leftover turkey soup. And I'll say, woohoo, thank goodness. Enough of that. I didn't know that a 13 pound butterball for three people would produce a week and a half of leftovers, but that's the way it goes. Radio Red is here. This is an exciting show for me, very special, because I have two people I have not had the pleasure of meeting in person until about 14 minutes ago. We all met in one form or one name or one guise or another on a website I talk about on my radio show all the time, Writer's Digest, and there's a poetry site moderated by a very interesting gentleman named Robert Lee Brewer, who is a senior editor at Writer's Digest, as far as I know. And the people you're seeing, if you're watching us on LinkedIn or on Facebook and listening to us on Voice America Empowerment Channel right now, uh, these people are, are, I'll call them two of the the experatis, the glitteratis of the poetry world. We just finished a November PAD Poem a Day Challenge. It's not a competition, but we have Amy Hadley with us. We have Dennis Gray. They use various and other names. We'll find out when I get to the bios in just a second. And they have day jobs, too. And we all were tasked with a prompt a day by Robert Lee, who posted very early in the morning. The challenge was getting up <laughs> three or four in the morning to find out the prompt and then writing a poem on that prompt and posting it. And then the poets comment on each other's poetry. Uh, a lot of friendships were made, a lot of alliances were made, and I was very happy when Amy and Dennis accepted my invitation. And uh, they are the author, co-authors of a wonderful book. Amy's a photographer, Dennis is a videographer. They're both extraordinary writers. I've done too much already. So let me let me read my regular opening here. I'm so excited to have the two of you. Uh, I have a little task for you, Amy and Dennis. You didn't rehearse this, but I hope you do it well. I want you to put up your fingers in the shape of the letter L. Dennis, can you do that for me? Shape of the letter L. Amy is doing it already. Okay. On the count of three, I want you to join me. Oh, Dennis has center stage on. Every time you raise your hand, it's zooming in on you. Oh, my goodness. We don't usually, I'm going to need Dramamine in a second. On the count of three, I want you to join me and say hello, LLL. One, two, three. Hello, LLL. We got the last one from that. Not exactly the best we've ever had, but I'd say it comes in second or third. Jordan, my engineer, will know that. LLL is lovely, lanky Laura Legg. She's Laura from Whitestone, New York. She is our most loyal listener. And I've been trying, Amy, to get her to move to a place that started with L because she lives in Whitestone, and that's a W. And no matter how you move W, it doesn't turn into an L. So I tried to get her to move to London. We took up a fake GoFundMe fund a couple of years ago. Of course, didn't raise any money, but London was too hot and too expensive. So it so happens that I moved uh, from New York to Durham, North Carolina, and I landed one year and two months ago in a place called Loudoun, Tennessee. Tennessee, Tennessee, as a friend of mine in New York says. And I said to Laura... It starts with L. So we're taking up another fictitious GoFundMe, Dennis, to move Laura to Loudoun, Tennessee with me. Uh, the reason with Laura, the reason with Laura is that every Monday night, well, tonight it's going to be at 6.01 p.m., but for years it's been at 8.01 when the show was over. Laura will email me and tell me all of the wonderful 
insights and everything she learned from you, Dennis Gray, and you, Amy Hadley. I'll get a little summary of the show, and she loves to do that. So there we go. So here we are. Let's see what day of the year it is. It is, let me go down to my notes here. It is December 4th. This is the 338th day of 2023 in the Gregorian calendar. I want you both to know that Pope Gregory, when I think his mom was calling him Gregory or Gregor, didn't like the Julian calendar, Amy, because he didn't like where the extra days were placed. So he didn't exactly go to Julian, but he said, I'm going to change the calendar. So about five, six, seven hundred years ago, he decided to make a new calendar and we call it the Gregorian calendar. So I call him one of our early creatives. 27 days are left. This is the 49th Monday. And I don't know if either of you have any plans for New Year's Eve. But if Dennis, you've got a still that used to be making uh, bootleg whiskey. I know they didn't pay the taxes on it. Well, maybe a distant relative has it behind the barn somewhere. You got to get that still out and start getting that whiskey because 27 days is barely enough. Amy, if you were going to make homemade Kahlua in the extra sink, I know you have in the garage, even though I don't know anything about where you live. It's time to start the Kahlua because 27 days is barely enough. And I will probably be ordering something from an online store, whether it has booze in it or not, because the shelves are going to be empty any minute now. So don't say you haven't been warned. Either one of you, a, uh, a December baby, Sagittarius, Dennis or Amy? Dennis? Actually, no, no, but my this is today's my brother's birthday. <gasps> well, what's your brother's name? Do a shout out. Patrick. Patrick. Is it Patrick Gray? Patrick Michael Gray, yes. Patrick Michael Gray, happy birthday to you. I don't have a role in for the happy birthday song, but we wish him. We'll do the Sagittarius game later because we've got a lot to do here. So let me read my little poem and let's see if the two of you like it. I've asked ChatGPT to help me write just a little something in your honor. And I edited it, of course. In today's show, in honor of both of you, is called The Poetry of Creativity. Okay, I hope that makes you happy. So here we go. On airwaves dancing, lively and grand, a rendezvous with creativity, finest in the land. Host, a.k.a. Radio Red, her red microphone online, welcomes Amy Hadley and Dennis Gray, two real stars who shine. Amy, the financial whiz in the day's embrace, evenings weaving words, her heart's poetic grace. With camera in tow, she meanders, she dreams, chasing inspiration where passion streams. I hope you like that, Amy. Dennis, the videographer, poet, and more. In 1978, he apologized to a fish, creative to the core. COVID closed doors, but Dennis found a new start, writing for himself, a creative burst, a work of art. Hope you like that, Dennis. Now we say tune in for the special rendezvous, the poetry of creativity, our episode new, a.k.a. Radio Red is thrilled to lead the way, welcoming Amy and Dennis. See how these creatives will play. What'd you think, Amy? Awesome. Oh, I didn't expect an awesome from you, Dennis. You liked it too? Yeah. yeah do, you, do you know how long it took me to, to get an answer from ChatGPT once I sent them a little bit of the overview and a brief bio for each of you? How long do you think it took to get the shell of that poem back? What do you think? About five minutes. Amy? Uh, two minutes. How about less than three seconds? <laughs> you you literally hit submit and you count one, two, three, or you blink and it's there. Mm. I take the poem, I copy it into my notes, and then I edit it and play with the words and change some of the rhymes. So I'm glad you liked it because you two are our poets extraordinaire today. I'm so happy to have you. If I didn't say that five times already, Amy Hadley, I'm putting you on full screen speaker view. Would you please do us the honor of formally introducing yourself. How did you get into poetry, photography? We'll be showing some pages from your book. Amy, delighted to have you here. Go ahead and tell us, please. Okay. I'm 
happy to be here. And I have to say, Red, that um, I too am a transplant from New York. Um, grew up on Long Island. Where? 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 Um, Merrick, North Merrick. I was on the North. Well, I was in. Uh, I grew up in Douglaston, and then I moved to Great Neck years later. We'll talk later. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Um, so I've been creative pretty much all my life. Um, I took started playing the piano when I was three. Um, I've been drawing and writing and doing something creative um, for since I was three. <laughs> I've got the evidence to prove it too. I've got the stuff my parents saved still. Um, so I'm just always inspired by anything I see out there, especially when I'm out walking, taking photographs, um, you know, the clouds, the reflections. It's all very inspiring. The birds. I'm a very big bird person. And what about your poetry, Amy? You write, uh, we're going to be reading some of your poems mm -hmm. in a few minutes. Um, is there a specific style? And where are you living now? You didn't tell you're transplanted okay. to where? Okay. I live in coastal Alabama. So okay. I've lived here for many, many, many years. We won't go into how many. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't talk about years here. So how, when when did the poetry, can I call it the poetry bug? When did it bite you? When did you say, I want to put verses down? When did that happen? Um, Actually, just three years ago for poetry. I've been writing stories for probably about 14 years, but the poetry bit me about three years ago. What was the stimulus for that? What was the inspiration for poetry? Why? Um, as my kids started growing and um, I don't know, I wanted to to record their accomplishments. And, and like when my son got engaged, it was a milestone thing. So I started putting things together for them. And there you yeah. go. Do you have a special type of, uh, I know you write some extensive poems on, on our uh, website, on our Discuss, D-I-S-Q.us site for the Poetry Challenge. Is there a favorite style or format of poetry that you like the best, or do you do vary? Um, I like free verse the best, um, but I will play with form, and I like to play with how it looks on the page as well. So. I've, I've noticed that. I've seen some some poets are using the the 44 words. Is that a quadrille? That's one right. and where right. they have two words on a line and then three and then four and then five. And it builds up almost looking like like a, a slope, right. like, like right. half of a mountain. Very, very interesting. Well, thank you, Amy. Delighted to have you here. Dennis Gray, are you ready for your spotlight, Mr. DeMille? Cer certainly, certainly. Okay. Putting you on speaker view. Go ahead. Welcome. Okay. It's Dennis Gray, and I live in Cincinnati, Ohio. I've lived here all my life except for the short time I was in the, the Navy. Okay. And um, thank you for your service, I, sir. I, I wrote my first book of poetry uh, in 1978. Um, a lot of it was written while I was skipping class and flunking out of college, which took me 14 years. But this is the book. Hold it steady. And that's, that's you. And that's, that's what I look like many, 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 many years ago. And my brother Pat did that work. So, but anyway, um, and uh, when COVID came around, well, uh, when I was in college, I found a video production course and I produced a movie from this book. And that's what got me into video. And I spent 40 years, did over 2,000 weddings. Uh, 500 high school graduations, uh, all kinds of things like that. And uh, I'm still doing them. I still have one high school that I still do graduation for. 
uh, for 35 years now. And um, uh, But when COVID came along, uh, all my work went away because I was just working with schools. And then uh, I got bored. I mean, looking for something to do. And I started writing again. And uh, um, I met Amy on uh, uh, Writer's Digest. And we have a very similar sense of humor. And, um, you know, in, in talking, we found out that we both enjoyed photography. And uh, she sent me some of her photos. And I said, you know, I can write something to this. You know, and that's how our book started. You know, it started with, you know, just one picture. And then she sent me a bunch of them. And uh, she wrote about on some of my photos. I wrote on a lot of hers. We wrote a lot on our own. And that's how we... Uh, came to putting together the book. She did the cover. This is the cover of the book. And she, uh, Amy is, uh, her background is the back of the book, which is um, a, a photo I took up in upstate New York when, when I was on my way to Vermont for a vacation. Do we show that now? So. I have the book here. I have the PDF. I can do a screenshot. Should I go to the to the back of the book and sure. show that? All right, let's see if we can yeah. get this up. Just hold, let me go to gallery view. We're going to be playing with the views here a little bit more than usual. But this is a new time slot. Nobody knows me here, so this should be interesting. No apologies needed. Okay, here we go. Let me get this notes off and let's get our, here we go. Okay, so I'm looking at the book, Back Road Ramblings, Wayfarer's Verse, Poems and Prints, presented by Dennis Gray and Amy Hadley. And this is in PDF form here. So let's go to, I'm just going to, thumb through if I may. Is that okay? Let me see if I sure. Let me go all the way to the back, all the way to the back. I'm seeing some gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous photos here. I'm going to stop at some, oh, this is it? This is the last yeah. one? Yeah. It, it was um, in, a, in a small town. I'm, I'm on the highway. It's, it's just a two-lane highway. And I'm coming around a corner, and this is just sitting there. You know, and I had to stop and take, get out and take the picture. Yeah, but there's a, there's a sign just up from this that says what park it is and, and where it is. And I've got that, but I don't know what it is. I, yeah. The only two things we didn't name was the, where the cover was and where the, where the uh, back cover is. You know, every other picture, every other piece of art is named in the book as, as to where it is. Dennis, is there any Photoshopping adjustment to this or is this just straight? No, to that is what came out of the camera. Absolutely gorgeous. Just beautiful. Look at the wisps of the clouds in the sky and that those cotton ball puffs coming up over the far side. And the yeah. and do, do you imagine who may or may not have put that bench there or what might have happened on that bench well, over a period of time? Well, yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting because this is in the park. It's a very small park right there on the lake. And, um, yeah, so I, I, I didn't take the time to sit down because I was in a rush to get to Vermont. But I had to stop to take that picture. Absolutely lovely. It does call you. Amy, you find this too, don't you? Absolutely. It just, yeah. it just calls you. Amy, you want to read one? Let's find one here. Uh, I'm just going to scroll through quickly, not too quickly. Okay. When we get to an Amy Gray, Amy Hadley poem, I've got you gray here. Uh, let's see. Just tell me when to stop. Uh, and I'm going through. Let me go a little higher up here. Get some Amy. Dennis, 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 Dennis. I'm looking for Amy. Dennis, 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 yeah, Dennis. That's Dennis's section right there. Uh, okay. Well, all right. Let's see. I got to get to Amy. Well, let's see. The we... very first one is me. Uh, okay. 
Yeah. Would you like to read this? Sure. I'd love to. Please. So back roads, wind in my hair, one hand on the wheel, eyes forward, not a backward glance. I'm taking a chance riding the back roads, tires on asphalt, top down, looking for moments I haven't yet lived and places new and shiny or tattered and old to call home for a day. I'll explore new faces and listen to stories I've never heard, finding family and friends and strangers. I'll dig my toes in the sand, walk red dirt roads and flattened grass tracks, breathe new scents and feel again. And when I tire of solitude and can't live without your touch, I'll find that one winding back road that leads to us. I can't talk. <laughs> I just, just have to breathe. Amy, that was just beautiful. The, the last line is, it just is a zinger. It just goes right to your heart, doesn't it? Lovely. Lovely. It, are, I'm going to ask you. Go ahead, Amy. Yeah. If you go to page nine. Tell me when to stop. There. This? There it is. Okay. No, no. The one right before that. There. Right, right before that one. Or this one. Okay. Yeah, there you go. That was, this was the first one. Amy sent me this picture and I said, oh, well, that, that talks to me. So, you know, and, and I wrote this in about 20 minutes. Why don't you read that, <laughs> read that poem for us, Dennis? Would you? I'll meet you at Nancy's. It's a Saturday morning. Everything in life stops for a while. That's what Saturdays are for. It's like the antiques in the window, cigar boxes and tea tins set on a doily on a marble top table in front of the hurricane lamps with the crystal prisms and cut glass filter. It's Saturday. It was their Monday, but no one really noticed because so much life was passing by. Even the bus stop bench had passengers drinking coffee and reading newspapers. And the lady on the mural said to me, I'll meet you at Nancy's. That was before it was even painted. The bell on the door announced us. The bench was wooden then. We would sit there on Saturday mornings until life stopped. Oh. Oh, I'm going to stop the sharing for a second so we can all talk. Tell me something. I need a definition from either or both of you. Amy, I'll ask you first, then Dennis. What's the difference between, for you, between an essay, freeform prose, and a poem? What makes these poems, we're not talking rhyming, we're not talking a structure here, what makes them a poem versus just a prose piece, or is there a difference? Amy, educate me. Please. Okay. Well, I think it's a lot to do with word choice and how concise you are. Um, you know, not being overly wordy. Um, I think that's and the emotion that goes into it. You want somebody to feel what you're saying. And a lot of picture words. You use a lot of words that evoke, don't they? They right. evoke an image for the reader. Yeah. Because if it didn't have the photo, we couldn't see it. So it has to say something, the words, the language. Dennis, what do you right. think? Prose versus poem. Difference? Well, my, yeah, my, my thing is, is that um, when you're writing poetry and you have the line breaks, um, it, it, it stops you a little bit more than what you do when you're reading prose. It can just go on and on, you know, without that... Uh, Sometimes it can be a slap in the face 
when you have a certain line break, you know, and um, I just enjoy writing it that that way more than anything else. Well, I've noticed in, in the poems I've been posting on the uh, on the site, sometimes when I copy and paste a poem into whatever this text editor is that we use, it's very awkward and it makes line breaks that I never intended. And sometimes I don't fight those breaks. I will say, okay, there's one word on that line that was part of the next line. I'll leave it as a one word and let the poem stretch for many more lines than it was than I wrote it in my Word document before I copied it in. And it's giving me different formats I would not have used, Amy. It's giving me a visual that I like, but it's accidental. Is that okay to do it that way? Sure. If you like it, why not? With it. <laughs> I do. Does that happen to either one of you when you copy something in? It just gets all the, the, the posting, the line, the, the, uh, the way you float it in terms of the architecture of the, of the words on the paper. I'll use that old fashioned term. Uh, they change. Does that ever impact how you leave the poem, Dennis? Um, on a, on an occasion, you know, but most of the time when I put them on there, they, they go on the way they're supposed to. But what you, when you're talking about that, I produced uh, um, tons of um, slideshows for high school graduations, for weddings and everything. And you have audio, you're laying audio down in these, and you will have a picture fall perfectly on something. And People think that I sit there for hours making it work. Sometimes I do, but so so often it just flows naturally. You know, a lot of that has to do with how you pick the pictures and you lay them out. But you know, it's it's one of those. And when they happen, you know, you, you know, you say it's meant to be, and you leave it alone. There you go. Meant meant to be is absolutely correct. It just it looks that way. To me, for a reason, it was supposed yeah. to be that way. It was just supposed mm -hmm. to be that way. So I've learned a lot from that. I've gotten into limericks, as both of you know, in the last few days of the November challenge, and I've never written limericks before, but I find that the the tempo is very appealing to me. And I, I don't know about you, you both have written for years, but I'll wake up, let's say at 7.30 on a Wednesday morning and read Robert's prompt, and something just goes into my brain and says, that's what I'm writing about. That's it. Mm -hmm. And I just pick up my keyboard. I go, go to my keyboard. I open a Word document. I copy the one for the day before, change the date. And I just start writing and writing and writing and writing. writing, writing. And then I'll say, wow, where'd that come from? And and then I'll look at it. I might tweak a couple things. I'll post it. And when I post it, I'll say, you know, I'd like a different word. I do a little editing on the site sometimes. But what's interesting mm -hmm. to me is that we all comment and there's a thumbs up and a thumbs down on the comment site. I've never seen a thumbs down. Have you, Amy, ever seen a no. thumb down? No. Dennis, you? No. It's all either leave a comment or don't or, or just a thumbs up, yeah. thumb up, but don't say anything bad or just right. ignore. Right. right? There, there's an unwritten rule among poets not to say anything negative what's the old rule mamas used to tell us if you can't say something nice don't, don't say, say anything it. at all right that's that's the unspoken yeah. rule and i like that i like that once i i started i started in april about the time of the earlier poem a day challenge i thought it was a blast to do a poem a day never in my life and it just was so appealing but i said where are the thumb down nobody does that isn't that nice it's like what they call honor among thieves. I don't know. It's just something very poetic. Dennis, what were you going to say? Well, you know, what's funny is a lot of the poets that are on there will tell you that they are introverts. Mm -hmm. 
And and if if we were to say, well, you know, you really shouldn't have used this, and eventually they're not going to be there. They're going to disappear yeah. really quick. And a lot of these people who call themselves introverts are some of the most prolific uh, commenters. Yes. Okay. And so with what we're doing, we're bringing a lot of people out of shells. And, you know, of course, I was never that way, but, you know. Yeah, I'm 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 left-handed, so you know <laughs> that says it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I was always shy too. Yes, we know that. I I have really enjoyed the camaraderie, which I didn't expect. Getting to know people that I will never, whom I will never know, but here the two of you are, and that's why I'm so excited about this. I'd like to go through the quote part of my show just very briefly, and then get back to more poetry. I've asked you each to pick a fictional quote. I'll read it with a little background here. Amy has picked a wonderful quote from Forrest Gump, played by, of course, Tom Hanks. Forrest Gump, the movie 1994, an epic comedy drama. Amy, what's interesting is movies today combine genres, but not all genres are hyphenated. And comedy drama seems to be one of the few that gets a hyphen. The other ones just go epic space opera comedy, this, that, and it just goes on and on. Uh, directed by Robert Zemeckis, written by Eric Roth, based on a book from 1986, a novel by Winston Groom, Tom Hanks, Hanks Robin Wright, Gary Sinise, Mylecki Williamson, and Mylecki Williamson and Sally Field, of course. The story follows several decades in the life of a slow-witted, kind-hearted Alabama man named Forrest Gump and his experiences in 20th century United States in 1980. One, he recounts his life story to strangers who happen to sit near him on the bench at a bus stop. The top-grossing film in the U.S. that year, it earned $678.2 million worldwide, the highest-grossing film, second of 1994, beyond Behind Lion King. Interesting. Here's the quote. We all can say it together with Amy. My mama always said, life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Amy, how does this relate to your creativity? Take about two minutes. Go ahead. Well, like you were saying about you see that prompt and it just suddenly just clicks with you and you write it all down and you wonder where the heck did that come from, right? So, um, you know, that's kind of life and the box of chocolates and you pick one and you don't know where it's going, but hopefully you're going to like it. Um, you know, you take that bite and that chance and, you know, you might surprise yourself and decide, well... I didn't like cherry cordial, but, you know, it's kind of growing on me. <laughs> <laughs> sticky, too. Very yeah. sticky. By the way, we could take that quote if we wanted to, and we could say, Robert Lee Brewer, prompts are like a box of chocolates. You never know what we're going to get on a poetry challenge morning. Isn't that true, Dennis? Couldn't we do that? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think we'll dedicate that one to Robert. Well, thank you, Amy. Let me go to Dennis's quote. This was a doozy. I didn't know this one. The quote is from Kermit the Frog, voiced by Jim Henson. I'm not going to pretend I could do that voice. The Muppet movie 1979 musical road comedy film. There are no hyphens in that musical road comedy film. Uh, Muppet movie directed by James Frawley, produced by Henson, the first theatrical film to feature the Muppets. I didn't know that. The origin story of the Muppets, Kermit the Frog embarks on a cross-country trip to Los Angeles, encountering several of the Muppets, who are also seeking success in professional showbiz, while being pursued by Doc Hopper, the greedy restaurateur with intentions of employing Kermit as a spokesperson for his frog leg business. Oh no, oh no. Notable for that was me. Notable for its surreal humor, meta references, and prolific use of cameos. Two Oscar nominations for Paul Williams and Kenneth Ash's musical score. 
rainbow connection. Would you two believe if I play on Pandora or here on on YouTube or anywhere, um, whatever music I'm playing, Apple Music, when I play Rainbow Connection, I cry. I I cannot listen to that song. It goes right inside of me and just rips my heart. It just makes me cry. So here's the quote. Can't wait for Dennis to explain what this has to do with creativity. If frogs couldn't hop, I'd be gone with the Schwinn. I looked at the scene. I'm going to let you explain it, Dennis. Go ahead. Well, you know, I I taught video production in high school for 15 years. And uh, a lot of things I would just come in and, and throw something out there. You know, and the Muppet movie was something that I, I constantly would show, uh, even though, you know, we didn't work with puppets or anything, but to show them humor. And, you know, Car Kermit, there, there are so many great lines in that film, but the idea that we go back to the Schwinn, you know, which is the bike I had when I was 12 years old, you know, and in the scene, you see him riding along and his skinny little legs moving the pedals. And he's looking around and he's seeing these giant uh, frog legs and they're, they are blacktopping the, the road. And right before the, the roller got to him, he jumps and you see the, the, bicy the bicycle, you know, uh, destroyed in the blacktop. And that's when he said the line. And and it was it to me is my favorite line in the movie. But there are just you know so many great lines you know in that movie that, that you know, if if you if you if you like to to go different ones you know there's 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 tons of them I I'm, I can't think of them all right now but you know so how does the Schwinn relate to your creativity? Is it the fact you had a Schwinn as a kid or or a frog no legs or? no no it's just it's just one of those things that I would constantly say and the girls would just look at me and say what <laughs> what yeah it's just one of those things that is great origin story Kermit the frog yeah. thank you very yeah. much. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm going to have to go watch the movie. I am going to read a couple of creativity statements from each of you, and then I'd like to go back and read more poems, if that's okay. Amy, you have more poems in the book besides that first one? Absolutely. Okay, you're going to give me a page so we can find it. So here's Amy. Here's your statement number four. Let's just go through this and one from Dennis, and we'll go back to the book. So okay. Amy says, I love the excitement of discovering something new, especially in the way I put words together or design the visual aspects of a poem. I think most of what I put on paper comes with deep from deep within, and I don't know it's there until it comes out. And what does come out? can be the biggest surprise of all. Oh, this went right to the heart. Amy, talk to me. Beautiful. What? How does this work for you? What happens? Um, it can happen anytime. I could be driving home from work. Um, I could be walking on the beach and something will just touch me. And I do carry a pen and paper usually with me or try to just repeat it to myself over and over and over again. But that one word or that one visual um, will turn into something else once I can actually sit down and, and think about it. And I don't always know where it's coming from. It just, I surprise myself with it. Okay. Um, Thank you very much. Let's go to a statement from Dennis here. I'm going to get the book back up in a second. Dennis, you say in statement two, and this is interesting, talking about introverts, extroverts, what we are projecting through our poetry and how other people respond. You say, I use, as Dennis talking, I use a lot of nature images in my poetry, again, because people can grasp 
what I'm talking about. So this is the outward view of the poet saying, will they get it? Talk to me, Dennis. Very interesting. Well, you know, the, the, the book is images, and uh, there's an awful lot of nature in, in our book. So it's I go for walks every morning, and I'll get a poem a week just about out of just going for my walks with my dog. And I've gotten some incredible photos. So it's, it's just being out there. I have the time to think, you know, walking. I don't have anybody else bothering me, you know, just, just me and Ace. And, uh, um, it's, it's just a good opportunity to, uh, to free your mind and see what's happening. You know, um, as a videographer, I'm constantly observing things. And, and sometimes you don't observe enough of nature. You know, it's like, you know, I, I, I know a wedding inside and out. I know what's going to happen next when I was taping all those things. But, you know, walking in the park or walking, we have, we have a park that's along the river. You know, I'm walking and I'm watching the barges move up and down and and it's just I'll just take the time to sit there and watch it it's you know that's what I do now lovely as we said in your introduction as you said in your bio when COVID hit and the school business stopped you started writing for yourself photographing for yourself interesting very very interesting uh let's go Amy you're going to guide me now I'm going to put the put the book back up so where would you like me to go give me a page Let's try for, I don't know if it's going to be exactly the same on that PDF, but let's try for page 37. It's called Ghost Truck. I will find it for you. Just give me a second here. Ghost Truck, Ghost Truck, Ghost Truck. Yes, I have it. It's actually uh, page 35. So I'm going to go to screenshot here. Let me go to screen view and let's share this and you'll be able to see it in a second. Okay, Amy, you want to tell us a little bit or we just want to read it? What's your pleasure? I'll be glad to tell you a little bit about the photo. Yeah, please. Um, This photo was taken on um, my husband's grandfather's property, and that truck has been there since before my time. Um, He drove it home one day, and it never ran again. And so the forest has grown up around that truck, and it's been clear-cut, and it's it's grown up. It's been clear-cut. It's grown up. It's been clear-cut. My kids played on it. We used to hide Easter eggs in it. Um, so very significant little little piece of history that I don't know how much longer it'll last, but right now it's in the woods again. So very eerie and lonely and the foreboding yeah. sky. You want to read the poem for us, please? Sure, sure. So the poem is Ghost Truck. He barely made it home. The old truck gave up the ghost right after he'd backed it up under the trees. With a bit of luck, he would repair it, make it good as new. On weekends, he'd tinker with it. Replace this and that, a little spit and polish. But there were distractions aplenty. The rat race intruded. The truck waited patiently. A year passed. Then, too, the family grew. More mouths to feed, longer hours worked, no time. Into the undergrowth, the truck receded askew. It sat on four flat tires with little hope of a revival. The two older boys found it one day, coated in rust and fallen leaves turned to mulch and dark crannies. Windshield webbed, seats corroded, a glorious playground, a hideaway, a fort. A decade gone by now, then even more years. Where does it go? The time, he wonders. Timber clear-cut now and then, the truck reappears in a sea of stumps and bracken, 
ever more forlorn. Lorn. Then saplings are planted, rows of pines tall and slim, and once again the truck hides behind their screen, the wind in the boughs, a hymn of praise for bygone days, fading into tomorrows. You stopped me again. I can't talk. <laughs> Amy, that was just breathtaking. Took my breath away. Thank Lovely. you. Lovely. You set the mood. You gave us the history. You brought in the family. Gave us the visual. You gave us some philosophy. You're right. It Rather than a prose piece that might have been five pages or a whole chapter in a novel, you did it all on one page with a photo. Beautiful. Dennis, you want to pick another one? Uh, yeah. And, for me? Am, I, am I Book in my book it says page thirty six, but I doubt if that'll be it on the PDF. What's the title? The poem. The poem is "So Is That a Monet." Okay, hold on. I will find it. I will find it. I'm looking at Sparrowwood. I'm looking at Ghost Truck. I'm looking at "So Is That a Monet." I found it. Okay, let's go to streaming. Let's go to sharing again. Let me get this. And here we go. Okay, you're off. Go ahead. So is that a Monet? My nephew had a day off and wanted to fish. It had been years since we took time just to talk and fish. He had even forgotten the way to the farm, or he may not have needed me. But it was a good excuse. Sometimes big families just become many small ones, unless we reach out now and then. He fished, did okay too, bluegill, crappie, and even a bass. I got photos before he released them. This is my quiet place where all the sounds are nature. And I look at it as our piece of heaven. I take my images home with me, cover my walls. Today was no exception. Nature was mimicking Monet. Mm. Mm. So many double entendres in there. I love the reflection of the trees on the pond. And everything is the the top third is. It's yeah, a, okay. it's a I, took, I yeah. took that picture and I mailed it out or emailed it to my my family, like that. Okay, mm -hmm. and then I said, okay, now turn it upside down and you'll see how it's supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for goodness' sake! Really. Yeah. Really, very interesting. <laughs> My only regret about this show today is that our listeners on Voice America aren't be aren't able to see this. So if you have LinkedIn or Facebook, let me know or just go and find Radio Red on LinkedIn and Facebook. And right after we're done today, you will be able to watch the video. Oh, Amy, cameo. <laughs> Who is the cat? Come on. I saw something live moving with four legs. Who's the cat? That, that was Opie. He's a very mischievous little boy. <laughs> and what kind of a cat is Opie? He's just a, a mutt, <laughs> just an well, orange kitty. <laughs> he's very pretty. Anybody, I told you, anything that moves in has to have a, a cameo, anything that comes across. It's not unusual for that. Is there one more poem each you'd like to read? I have still have the book open here. Amy, anything uh, special you'd like? Let's try for, it may be page 15. It's hooked. Okay, hold and on. The picture's on a separate page, I think. So. Okay, hold on. Hooked, hooked, hooked. I see shine. I see turbulence. Hooked. Okay, it's page 13. I'm going to go to that now. Let me screen share here. And let's do this. Okay, Amy, you're on. Okay. So, no fishing. Dismayed, he read the sign. It didn't stop him wishing it weren't so. He was ready. Hook, 
line and bamboo pole, a bucket, bait, and bobbers too. Now, what to do? She was meeting him here at three. He'd made a promise of a nibble or two, at least. But before he could clear his mind, there she was, like a graceful deer, high-stepping through rain-damp grass with a smile to melt his heart. No fishing. She read the sign. It didn't stop her wishing it weren't so. Now what, she wondered. She'd come to spend some time with him, plans torn asunder by some paint slap-dashed on a board. He stood before her, abashed, red-faced, apologetic. She knew then that she held the power to make it copacetic. If only he'd allow her to save the day. The idea must seem his alone. She'd play it smart. No fishing from the pier, it seemed, but instead of wishing it weren't so, she beamed and eyed the kayaks all in a row, ready to be paddled to a fishing hole, where they'll drop a line and spend some time getting acquainted. They'll get a nibble or two, and when they're through, they'll paddle back and unload the gear onto that pier. No fishing, but that's okay. It didn't say no kissing. <laughs> if I go to the next page, where is the picture? This there is it, it is. right? That's oh, it. no fishing, and there's the sign. Is this a Photoshop? Is this a, one of your creations, Amy? It is a little bit Photoshopped, yeah. <laughs> it's just gorgeous. How much of these beautiful, vibrant colors were actually there? A lot of them. Yeah, just, it was one of the, one of those days with the reflections and, and just, just, yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. Day. Question for you. You snuck in some rhyming in there. Of little course. Bit in, in each, little bit of rhyming. And mm -hmm. it was all in lowercase. Once in a while, I'll do my poems all in lowercase. Even after a period, the next word mm -hmm. starts with lowercase. Is there a, a visual reason? Is there a, a poetic rule of thumb, a, a je ne sais quoi, that makes a poem more appealing if you do it in lowercase? Amy and then Dennis, what do you think? Um, I just do it as it suits my mood. Um, I don't know. I, I like it a lot of times. So I do use it a lot like that. Um, a lot of times I don't use punctuation. Um, it just depends on how I do my line breaks as to where, you know, so I can get, get the whole point across or get the feel of the, the rhythm of the poem. So that was lovely. Just lovely. Dennis, thoughts about uppercase, lowercase punctuation? What do you think? I don't use punctuation. I use the words for line breaks. Um, that's that's the way I do it. E.E. E. Cummings is one of my favorite poets. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I can't say that I'm like E.E. E. Cummings, but that's I write the same way. <laughs> I have a question for both of you. I know you use other names on the poetry site. You use Gnome de Plume pseudonyms i don't know what you would prefer to call it amy you want to reveal one of your names or would you rather not um i, I can but i need to go turn something off <laughs> okay go ahead we'll go to dennis first she's got, got an emergency there okay there she goes you back <laughs> i'm back okay good i hope nothing was burning the house down amy <laughs> you want to talk about your your other name Sure. My name is Alexa Ray. <laughs> R-A-E. And how did you come to buy Alexa? And when does she write? When does she sign the poems versus Amy Hadley? Okay. Well, her name, um, if I'd ever had a daughter, which I didn't, I have two boys. I wanted her to be Alexa Ray. Alexa for my dad, Alexander, and Ray for my mom, who was Norma Ray. And it was spelled that way. And, and um, when does she sign the poems versus you? Um. When they may be from a, I don't know, there, there are things that I feel like sometimes I can't say, but somebody maybe a little younger could. 
Um, Ooh, I let her get a little more raunchy. <laughs> oh, interesting. The other side of Amy. Yeah. Alexa, calling Alexa. <laughs> How many faces of Eve? I won't go there. Sorry about that. And very interesting. And Dennis, you've got a, a made up name that was very intriguing. Uh, why don't you tell us? I don't want to give it away. Give us the name and where did it come from, please? Okay, Cadbury Steel. <laughs> and and I wanted to make sure that people had to feel like, well, that can't be real. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. So, yeah. So so um although some of the the things that Cadbury has written, he, he he writes he's written about how he got his name, you know. Um the, but there were there's there's a lot of things that um it was it was just fun to to see people react to a character versus reacting to me. Interesting. That, that and was, Cadbury made us all thing. think of chocolate, of course. Didn't didn't I give you that comment when Cadbury and steel is steel from Remington Steel or what is steel with an E on the end? What is that for? Um, uh, there's the, there's some actors that I have videotaped, a family of actors, and I've, I've videotaped them since they were in, in like the first grade at, at a, a local parochial school. And their last name is Steele. They're a good Irish name. They're, they're a bunch of Irish people. And uh, so, uh, you know, and I'm I'm Irish, so I would want an Irish, you know, to me, what was an Irish name. Okay, thank you very much. I'm looking quickly for a poem. Uh, okay. My... Yeah, go ahead, Dennis. Go. Okay, if you're, if, if you're going to do one, do, do the Dance of Dawn. Which page? Give me a clue, and then I want to read I, one I've got, time. I, I've go got... I got page 30, 32. Okay, that's a good guy. I, oh, I went right to it. It's 30. I have to subtract two. Okay, I'm putting this up on screen here. And let's this right now. Dennis, you're up. There you go. It wasn't that I couldn't sleep, but my days here were numbered. And if I wanted to see you one more time, I needed to rise for the occasion. You weren't going to wait for anyone. They say the moon makes the ocean move, but you can set it on fire. What? <laughs> you, you can set it on fire and make it dance on the sand. Bring the sky to its knees at that place on earth where it all comes together just long enough to say good morning. I know it wasn't just for me, but you announced your arrival that you ar announced your arrival. But I hear you speak to me. Warm me with your presence. You are part of what brought me here, where the sand and sea and sky meet. Once again, you did not disappoint. Painting pastels on the clouds, sketching butterfly from shore to sky, brushing the earth with watercolors in the sand, creating panoramas all across the land. But this one, this one is for me. Beautiful. The photo is is unreal. That's yours. Yes. Yeah. I, I took a, took about forty pictures that day, and I could have used any one of them. I was going to ask. I I, I, I saw a butterfly in this picture. You know. So where? It goes. Well, it, it it's you know the the wings the, the wing in the sky and a wing in the on the uh, ground. Oh God! It got it got. Yes, I see the wing on this. So it's the, the metaphor of the butterfly. 
Very, yeah. very beautiful. Very, very beautiful. I wanted to read one of my poems. May I? The two of you? you oh, were willing please. To indulge please, me? yeah. This was uh, a poem dedicated to my mom. This was not, it, it, we were doing, uh, this was not April poem a day. This was when I first started. This was a week, a Wednesday poetry prompt. And the prompt was dream or reality. And I dedicated this to mom. And I'd like to read this. So Ruth, a real dream. When Ruth, my mom, walked into a room, the energy changed. Everyone knew it instantly. When Ruth, my mom, heard BS from someone's lips, her BS radar detected it. She suffered no fools wisely. When Ruth, my mom, buried my dad after 53 loving years, she decided to go on living. So she dated 21 years more flirtatiously. When Ruth, my mom, turned 90, she declared no helper for me, classy every day, every way, independently. When Ruth, my mom, was too tired to play show tunes on her baby grand piano, neighbors asked her to play more melodiously. When Ruth, my mom, was 100 years, one month, 14 days young, she played piano, bridge, and mahjong with her dearest friends exuberantly. When Ruth, my mom, was 100 years, one month, 15 days young, she called me coughing, and I sped to her. She took her last breath in my arms. I still dream about her. Really. So, it gets a lot out of us, doesn't it, Dennis and Amy? Yeah. It pulls. It pulls. Mm -hmm. I never could have imagined writing anything like that and sharing it with anybody. And one morning I saw the prompt, dream of reality, and I knew it was about my mom. That was it. <laughs> that was it. And and I just enjoyed it. And every time I read it, you can tell how emotional I get. Listen, we've got six minutes left. Let's do some fun stuff and get out of this mood. I have some famous birthdays. And if you know who these people are, just wave or say happy birthday. Jeff Bridges, the actor, is 74 today. Can you believe that? He was... <laughs> Jeff the Dude Lebowski in the 1998 cult classic The Big Lebowski. He earned an Academy Award for Best Actor as Otis Bad Blake in the, 19, in the 2009 film Crazy Heart. I'll leave it there. And he was the son of, of uh, Bridges, the uh, underwater guy. What was the name of? Um, Lloyd Bridges Seahunt. Seahunt. That's C. right. His brother yeah. is Bo Bridges. Like, like, right. He toured with his father in state production stage and he served in the West Coast Guard Reserve and he made his de TV debut on Seahunt. Marissa Tomei. We all love her. Actress rose to prominence after winning the Academy Award from my cousin Vinny as Mona Lisa Vito. And she's been in a lot of other movies. Happy birthday. She's 59. Can you believe that? And then we have another talented person, Fred Armisen. Saturday Night Live cast member. He did impressions of President Obama. He and Carrie Brownstein created a Emmy Award IFS sketched series, Portlandia. He began playing Oscar in the Amazon series forever, and he attended the School of Visual Arts and wanted to be a rock drummer when he was younger. He's done a lot. Very interesting man, but he is a real drummer. Tyra Banks. I didn't know that she was voted one of the world's most influential people. I don't understand. Created the TV series America's <laughs> Next Top Model and a makeup line called Tyra Beauty. She was raised, listen to this, Dennis and Amy. She was raised by a NASA photographer and a computer consultant. And she modeled while attending a high school in L.A. She was on the cover of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit twice and modeled as one of the original Victoria's Secret Angels. Well, that must be why. There's a singer named Jelly Roll. It's Jason DeFord. His single, Son of a Singer, I'm So High. This down here in Train Tracks, he has 15 albums. And his song, Save Me, has 60 million plays on Spotify. That's why he's in her. Happy birthday. I have three social media stars I want to read to you before we run out of time. There's a, uh, let's see, it's a man. His name is E.J. DeGoat. 
E-J-D-A-G-O-A-T. Amy, are you you're sitting down here? Amy, I think so. Yes, he he's 22 today. He only has 250,000 subscribers, but his comedy videos have gotten over 13 million views. Wow. If only. Dennis, I have one for you. We have Daniela Alfaro, who's 24 today. She only has 2.2 million subscribers. And what does she post? Makeup tutorials, vlogs, and challenges or tag videos. I just wanted to say happy birthday. And one more. We have Matt Peterson, who is 27 today on TikTok. He's a creator who only eats certain foods and he posts his reactions to them. He had 20 million views in September of 2020, where he discussed eating only clear foods for a day, six and a half million followers. So I, when I read these statistics, I like to say I'm in the wrong, wrong field. <laughs> I'm happy with my business radio show is 200,000 viewers and listeners in a year. And it's top six on a list in the world. I think that's great. But 200,000 to 6 million, never mind. Uh, events in music history. Today in 1965, Jacques Brel made his American concert debut at Carnegie Hall in New York City. On this day in, um, let's see, 1971, Sly and the Family Stones. Family Affair, hit number one for the first of three weeks. On this day in 1979, Fleetwood Mac fans at the Forum in Inglewood got a surprise when the USC Trojan Marching Band came out to perform Tusk. How about that? And this day in 1990, The Simpsons extended their pop culture dominance into music with the album The Substance and Sing the Blues, led by the Michael Jackson-assisted single Do the Bartman. It sold over two million copies. How about that? And there's one more. On this day in 2014, a fake story appeared in MSNBC saying, say, saying Axl Road from Guns N' Roses had passed away. He was alive. And his comment was, if I'm dead, do I still have to pay taxes? Today is National Cabernet Franc Day. It's Chester Greenwood Day. He invented the earmuffs, Amy, if you get cold in Alabama. Okay. Fat Bike Day. It's National Cookie Day. Dice Day. Wear Brown Shoes Day. Not me. World Wildlife Conservation Day. That's for you, Mr. Gray. And National Cookie Cutter Week in December is the month of giving. National Cat Lovers Month. That's for Opie. National Time Month and National Volunteers Month. Quickly, where can people find your book? Amy or Dennis? Fast, fast. Barnes and Noble. Okay. And the name of the book again? Back Road Ramblings. There you go. And you can find them online as well. I want to read my closing here. Where did I go my closing? Here we go. Here we go. Life is short. Break the rules. Forgive quickly. Eh, kiss slowly. Most definitely. Love truly. Laugh uncontrollably. Laugh with me. One, two, three. <laughs> come on. Come on. Amy, I want to hear a laugh. Amy, 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 Amy. I'm laughing. Amy I'm there. Oh, she is. Okay. <laughs> and never, ever regret anything that made you smile. Final words. Work like you don't need the money because nobody else really cares. Dance like no one's watching. They did when I was teaching disco and high heels on a formica tabletop in Eugene, Oregon because I never fell. Sing like nobody's listening. I didn't sing today. And love like you've never been hurt because we all have. Get over it. Let your heart regroup, regrow, and come back. Money talks, chocolate sings, la. And last but not least, Radio Red stole this line. Thank you for turning me on. Everybody wave goodbye. Don't go away, guests. Bye, LinkedIn. Bye, Facebook. Jordan, are we good? Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio, presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host, a.k.a. Radio Red, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool, creative week.